Hey everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me this night of doom, Tuesday, the 7th of January, 2020. And uh, boy, <laughs> the decade is off to one hell of a start. As you can imagine, as you can picture, I'm going to do a little bit of a conversation here about what I think is going on at the moment. And then I'll take your questions as best as I can. So, as you know, there has been a back and forth of hellish ping pong between the United States and Iran using Iraq as kind of a proxy. So, Iranian backed militias attacked a U.S. embassy in Iraq. Uh, the USA struck back, killing a general in uh, Iran, and some other people. And now, tonight, what is going on? What is going on? Well, I'm going to give you some of the mainstream news, and then we'll go into, I think, what it means. So, Iran launches more than a dozen missiles into Iraq, targeting the U.S. coalition forces, Pentagon says. Iran fired, quote, more than a dozen ballistic missiles, end quote, into Iraq, targeting U.S. military and coalition forces early Wednesday, Pentagon officials said, in a major retaliation by the rogue regime after the U.S. airstrike that killed Iranian Quds Force General Qasim Soleimani. Last week, the missiles launched by Iraq targeted military bases in al-Assad and Erbil, the Pentagon added. Initial assessments showed no U.S. casualties. A U.S. military official in Baghdad told Fox News, adding that the U.S. was continuing to look into possible damage. President Trump did not immediately respond to the White House, eventually said he would not make an address to the nation or other on-camera statement Tuesday. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham said after the attack, quote, We are aware of the reports of attacks on U.S. facilities in Iraq. The president has been briefed and is monitoring the situation closely and consulting with his national security team. It was not immediately clear how the U.S. may respond. The Pentagon added, in recent days and in response to Iranian threats and actions, the Department of Defense has taken all appropriate measures to safeguard our personnel and partners. These bases have been on high alert due to indications that the Iranian regime planned to attack our forces and interests in the region. As we evaluate the situation and our response, we will take all necessary measures to protect and defend U.S. personnel, partners, and allies in the region. Meanwhile, Iran, Iran State TV claimed Tehran launched tens of surface-to-surface -surface missiles at the Al-Assad Air Base. State TV described it as Tehran's revenge operation over the killing of Soleimani. So, the latest U.S. intelligence assessment showed Iran had more than 2,000 ballistic missiles, Pentagon officials told Fox News, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so, there has been no particular blowback at the moment. There is no central escalation that is occurring at the moment. And I'm going to tell you what I think is going on. Now, Trump's base, which I dare say would include a large number of you, do not want a war. Do not want a war in the Middle East. We do not want a war with Iran, you would say. Uh, we do not want another useless desert sand war of infinite 
blood and treasure consumption, we do not want it. We do not want it with green eggs and ham. We just do not want it at all. Now, if the line, the anti-war line in America, which I believe is coming out of Trump and the Trump administration, if the anti-war line does not hold, the tsunami of grief and despair and nihilism and social unrest that will rip and ripple through American society can scarcely be believed. The idea that an outside candidate of independent wealth, of incredibly high charisma, of fame, cannot hold the line against the war mongers in the government. It means that the war will only end. The wars will only end when America ends. But the war is a vampire that can only be dispelled through the wooden spike of time. It cannot be killed. It must expire through taking down the society that it feeds on. If there is, and I know that there is, an element within the United States government that desperately does not want Trump to be reelected, then that deep state element will want to start a war. No question in my mind. will want to start a war. The Mueller investigation did not work to unseat him. The impeachment is not working, will not work. The majority of American, Americans are now against it. Stripping him of the people who helped him become president and started off early on in the day, stripping him of all of those people, prosecuting them, economically destroying them through lawfare, throwing some of them in jail, that has not stopped him. Come on, the man is a bit of a tank. Let's be, let's be frank about that. So if the Mueller investigation doesn't work, impeachment doesn't work, stripping him of his cadres doesn't work, the only way to ensure that Donald Trump does not get elected is to start another mindlessly destructive desert war. You get re-enlistment or you get re-election. Donald Trump cannot have both. So to me, it is just another way of the powers that be attempting to strike down and repel any capacity or possibility of an actual change in the warfare welfare state. See, Trump, you know, I hate this, it's an existential threat, such an overused phrase, but kind of is a little bit, because look, all the pundits who predicted immediate war out of Donald Trump, who predicted a massive crash in the stock market, who said North Korea will never come to the table, who said China will never respond in any positive way to tariffs, they're all so completely, totally, and utterly wrong. Wrong, 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 all the time. All those who said he was colluding with Russia, wrong. If the impeachment trial goes forward, they will be wrong again that they're not feeding you information. They're undoing your capacity for thought, like a vengeful potter taking fistfuls of aim at wet clay. <laughs> the mainstream media and its relationship to the alternative media, the mainstream media is like this stalker. If I can't have you, no one will. No one can. So... There were rumblings. I, I posted this that the U.S. was going was saying it was going to withdraw from Iraq. Now, that uh, does appear to be fake news. Uh, I will, of course, correct myself on that, uh, that it was an unsigned document. Uh, and Trump said uh, just recently, I think just today, that there was no imminent withdrawal. But the idea was definitely out there. It was definitely floated. And 
if people in Iran believed that Trump was going to withdraw U.S. forces and then they launched an attack against U.S. forces, then what they're saying is, we want you to stay in the region, right? We want the U.S. to stay in the region. Well, why? Why would they want the U.S. to stay in the region? Well, two basic reasons, one old, one relatively new. The, the old reason, of course, goes all the way back to the Mujahideen that the CIA and other American agencies trained to fight against the Soviets in Afghanistan in the 1980s, who then morphed into al-Qaeda and attacked America in a variety of places, of course, including America itself. And their goal, of course, is say, well, we can't beat America militarily, and we can't force them to collapse the empire, but we can harm their economy by provoking them into wasting trillions of dollars on worse-than-useless wars. Those wars will destroy Americans and destroy American personnel, destroy the American economy, turn the Americans against their own government, and the mass destruction of civilians in the Middle East and other places radicalizes the population into a very strong anti-American stance. So the response out of 9-11 perfectly played into the hands of the people who planned said terrorist attack. They were very, very clear about what they wanted, and they said, here, do si do this way, this way, this way, and America then, by golly, do si do this way, this way, this way, and this way, and went even further in many ways. Plus, of course, they wanted to lure the U.S. troops to within striking distance, and then, of course, they wanted to not kill the U.S. troops, but to maim them and to create the additional expense of rehabilitation and like a death. A military death is relatively cheap compared to the uh, rehab that you have to have if somebody doesn't get killed by an IED. And of course, battlefield medicine is so advanced now that injuries that would have killed people 20 years ago, well, they can, they can survive. So what's going to happen? Well, it's very tough you know, it takes a, a very sort of strong commitment to America first to withdraw your troops after this kind of attack. Because, of course, everyone's saying, ah, oh, he turned his tail and he ran, right? And it does take uh, a staunch resolution. And you would have to communicate that in a way that didn't give everyone, even older than me, memories of... Saigon in the 70s and everybody desperately clinging to helicopters as they peeled away from the smoking remnants of the U.S. Embassy in Vietnam. So the great temptation here, of course, is for the U.S. to strike back. But let me, sorry, let me just backtrack. I said that there were two reasons that Tehran wants the U.S. troops in the region. The first, of course, is, is to maintain um, pressure on the U.S. economy and for those who are very anti-American, which is, of course, most of the, the Iranian government, to keep the U.S. within striking distance. Now, the second, of course, is because they're facing a lot of unrest at home, that if they can keep the U.S. troops in the vicinity and they can escalate things with the U.S. to the point where there's a tit-for-tat, back-and-forth hellfire handshake, then what happens is they can use the threat of war to further suppress their own population. They can call upon patriotism and um, they can suppress any internal revolts they have because there's war, right? That's another plan that Tehran, I'm sure, would have. So, of course, the great temptation is for the U.S. to strike back. Now, war has changed so much just over the past 20, 25 years. Well, certainly since the Immigration Act of 1965, war has changed enormously. 
I mean, it's reading reports that Barack Obama gave 2,500 pretty senior people in Iran citizenship to America during his negotiations with them. And when you have a million people pouring into America, when you have an open society where more than 170 million foreigners visit America every year, when you have millions of Iranians already living inside America, some of whom, of course, are hostile to America, when you have that kind of open, porous, invite everyone, invade everyone society, then there are cells guaranteed. There are cells across the West. There are cells in America waiting for the signal from Tehran or from Saudi Arabia or from you name it. I mean, any place where that kind of government exists. They're waiting to be activated. So the U.S. can strike back and everyone can say, yeah, got them, M-O-A-B, M-O-M-O-F-O, whatever, right? And, And they can say, we got them. And then what happens is the cells across the West get activated. And you cannot protect yourself with anything but a dictatorship to an enemy within. You, you cannot protect yourself. Just think of the amount of damage that people can do to the water system, to the electrical grid, to the infrastructure, to computers, to uh, you, you name it, the internet. I mean, just the amount of damage that can be done. You can't protect everything. You can't protect everyone. And so because you have this open borders situation that's going on in America, I mean, not even counting the illegal immigration, which is hugely porous, and lots of people could pour in with uh, malintent from the Middle East uh, through Central America, through Mexico, into America. So then America gets the joyful experience of slithering into a uh, semi-permanent terrorist situation. Like when I was a kid growing up, uh, I was always told, well, you got to look out for unattended bags and bus stops and so on because the IRA was on some Ramadan-style bombathon. And um, I guess they all went quiet when the Marxists in that group got their mass migration. But the the war can't be contained. Everyone thinks, oh, it's a war over there. It's war. The war can't be contained. If I mean, Iraq's a lot. Bi- <laughs> Iran is a lot bigger, right? And um, has a lot more resources. And um, there are, of course, a lot of Iranians in the West. And, of course, the majority of them want to be in the West and are fine people and so on. But uh, it doesn't take a lot to, to make your life situation, your society, extraordinarily complicated and problematic. So when you've invited half the planet to come and live in your geographical region, the idea that you can keep some con- conflict contained on the other side of the world is a complete fever dream. And in this way, you know, the people who are war hungry, the people who are bloodthirsty will face problems. You know, the whole, we we want to fight them over there so we don't have to fight them over here, but they're already here. They're already in the West. Millions of them. Tens of thousands of whom probably are dedicated to particularly nasty interactions with the West. Can't, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So then you get a Beirut-style situation. You get a Belfast-style situation where everybody's jumpy all the time and things done blow up quite regularly, and that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Now, I'm not a pacifist, of course. If if there's people coming over the hill with ill intent, you fight back like crazy. But So then um, people say, of course, this is a question I got. So hypothetically... If Iran just killed 30 U.S. soldiers in Iraq, what would you advise the president to do? 
I mean, that's it's kind of a trap question, right? Because if you say, well, fight back, then you're a warmonger. And if you say, don't fight back, then you're a pussy, right? So I, I, get, I get that these are challenging questions, right? But here's the, here's the thing, right? This is sort of the, the bigger picture that philosophy brings to bear upon this situation, the philosophy of universals and the philosophy of reversals, right? Reversals are very helpful. I don't know why I can't say that word today, but they're very helpful. In right, so what I wrote back to the person who said, "Well, if Iran did just killed thirty U.S. soldiers, what would you advise the president to do?" The bigger question is not what should we do in the moment or what should America do in the moment. The bigger question is how many soldiers, garrisons, barracks worth of weaponry, how many soldiers does the Iraqi government have stationed in America? How many soldiers does the Iranian government have stationed in America? Well, the answer to that, of course, is zero. At least official soldiers, right? Activated cells is another question. But So that's the important thing. That's the important thing to look at. If it, seem, if it would seem odd to you for Iran or Iraq to have hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of soldiers traipsing around America. Well, that's how they see it. Again, this does not put a moral equivalency between the two countries. Or, you know, if you're a Republican or you're pro-Trump and you are absolutely outraged that the deep state, the Democrats, seem to be hell-bent on performing a Banana Republic-style soft coup on the president and either crippling him or driving him out of office, impeaching the law. If you're absolutely outraged that domestic interests seem to be hell-bent on replacing the democratically elected president of the United States, well, many people, many people still alive in Iran, remember 1953 and Kermit Roosevelt, yes, that Roosevelt, grandson, who after complaints from British oil companies to the CIA, engineered a coup that overthrew the head of the Iranian government and replaced him with a fairly brutal Shah. So, you don't like it when the deep state threatens to impeach Trump. That's a domestic situation. Well, some people do say that some foreign countries seem to have quite a bit of influence, but that fundamentally is a domestic situation. Imagine if it was a foreign country that infiltrated the American media, because that's what they do, right? I mean, this is what Kermit Roosevelt did, is he first of all took over the media with bribes and threats and promises and who knows what, right? And then there was a coup that replaced your guy, Trump, with a foreign-picked dictator. Would you, how long would it take for you to forget that? How long would it take for you to stop hating? And let's then say, because from 1953, the Shah ruled till 1979, when the mullahs took over, and then you ended up with a theocratic dictatorship, to, to a large degree as a result of foreign meddling, how long would it take for you to forget and forgive that? It would be a long time. And again, this is not to promote any kind of moral equivalency. I'm not trying to say that. I get it. Iran, 
relative to the United States in its internal affairs, in its dealing with its own population, is not the same country. I get that. But if we can't see things from other people's point of view, not for the sake of having empathy and agreeing with it, but just for the sake of understanding. Listen, you can't stay safe if you can't see things from someone else's point of view. And that doesn't mean sympathy. That just means understanding motive. You know, if you're a woman walking home at night, at late, and there's some guy soft-shoeing his way out behind you, and he's got a big cowl over his head, some sort of monk-like escape the bank's camera's hoodie, and he's slowly sneaking up trying not to make any kind of sound, you can figure out what's that guy's motive. You can figure out what's going on for him without agreeing with him. In fact, you want to figure out what's going on with him so you can keep yourself safe. You know, there are, I've even seen calls on Twitter to turn Tehran into a parking lot. Turn it into glass, people say. The blowback from that would be beyond imagination beyond imagination so America first what does it mean well West first it means not being the world's policeman it means withdrawing withdrawing of course if there were if there were perceptions in Iran that America was thinking of pulling out and then they launched this attack in part to keep America there well then you always want to do the opposite of what your enemy wants you to do and get the hell out course you do you can't win in this situation you cannot there will be no jeffersonian style democracy in iraq you need to look there's lots of studies out there look up the inverse relationship between cousin marriage and a free democratic society more cousin marriage less chance for a free society this has been quoted on a blog. It's a good blog, marginalrevolution.com. As an economist run it, I think. This is still well known in political science circles. This is well known. This is well known in circles that unfortunately don't get much light of day, but I can <laughs> pull up their gopher heads and shine the beacons of mathematical wisdom over a darkening world. You get cousin marriage, it's going to hit your IQ pretty hard. And then you are more prone to use aggression and violence to resolve disputes rather than the patience and slowness of diplomacy, reason, evidence, and arbitration. It's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. So it's not going to work. It doesn't matter how America could stay there for 100 years, 1,000 It doesn't matter. It's not going to work. Like once you, you peel back the anti-scientific matrix you recognize that this is the way the world is. I mean, even Newsweek has talked about IQ differences in, in nations. It's just a reality. I don't say it with pleasure, I do, but you've got to say it with wisdom and with knowledge. If people had listened to people like me, then the invasion would never have occurred because the idea that you're going to create some Jeffersonian democracy or republic in the region, hundreds of thousands of Iraqis would still be alive if people had listened to the facts. I wasn't broadcasting back in 2003. I didn't start until 06. 
But there were people talking about these facts before me and by God, if people had listened, so many more people would be alive right now. So many more brown people would be alive right now. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? So the last thing I wanted to mention, I'll take your questions in a sec here. So I posted this. And then I got the, I don't mean to sound overly prejudicial in my recounting of the tale, but I got this. Socialist brigade of you dumb insult people coming flying through my Twitter account like a bunch of bats into the brain of somebody trying to concentrate on an actual solution. So I wrote this. Socialism always profits from problems, not solutions. The military-industrial complex is socialist. The wars are not designed to be won. They keep the blood flowing to keep the money flowing. And of course, this, I mean, I get it's not, it's not exactly Henry Hazlitt levels of clarity, but, you know, you're kind of limited here. So I'll explain it a little bit here because a lot of people float in. It's like, hey, man, it's private companies that are making all this money. It's capitalism. Oh, are you trying to say that the stock market is not capitalist? Blah, blah, blah. You're bad at this, man. You're dumb. Right? I get it. You know, it's funny, too, because I've been running this show. Uh, this will be my, oh, my gosh, uh, 14th year. Fourteenth, twenty, yeah, two thousand and well, two thousand five, fifteenth year, fifteenth year. I mean, I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I've read thousands of books. I've had tons of conversations. I've written my own books. I know a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm far from infallible, but I know a lot of stuff. At this point, and people just wander again, saying, "Hey, man, it's, it's, it's capitalism because it's private, private capitalism." Sorry, I know that's not a <laughs> verbal mockery. It's not an argument. But by God, it's a little satisfying. <laughs> it's a little satisfying at times. Okay, so what do I mean with this? Okay, so up here, let's say in Canada, how, how does the socialist healthcare system make money? Well, it makes money by seeing patients. The socialist healthcare system up here, just not to say there aren't good doctors, but just how does the system work? Well, the system makes a lot more money if someone gets diabetes. It just plain does. I mean, the doctors, right? The the doctors make a lot more money if someone gets diabetes. And again, there are good doctors out there working assiduously to prevent this from happening, suggesting exercise and eating better and all that. I get all of that. But the incentives are the incentives. There were some hardworking people in Soviet Russia as well, dedicated to customer satisfaction and efficiency. But they were very much in the minority because human beings respond to incentives. That's the basic principle of economics. So... How do you have a healthcare system that makes money from health rather than sickness? Well, in China, you you pay your doctor every month until you get sick. So he's got every incentive to keep you healthy. Insurance companies, I'm not talking about like weird Obamacare stuff, but free market insurance companies where you have health insurance, they only make money or they make the most money if you're healthy. And then it costs them money when you get sick, which is why you you get, I mean, I remember when I was going to go on a board, I had to have crazy medical tests, like blood tests and are you a smoker and and uh, heart rate tests, and I mean, they went crazy because they needed insurance. And, uh, you know, you go and try and get a, a life insurance. If you're over 50, they'll give you a whole bunch of questions, probably, unless you just want accidental stuff, right? Look at the war on uh, poverty, right? So, what is it, 70 to 80% of the money gets clogged up in the bureaucracy, and they never get around to solving the problem of, current, uh, of, pro- of, of uh, poverty. Why? Because people don't get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and work 
16 hours to put themselves out of a damn job. This is not complicated stuff to figure out, right? It's not. It's not complicated stuff to figure out. I mean, would you work 16 hours a day to work tirelessly and, and miss your family and, and get that strange <laughs> kind of question mark posture that you get from sitting in a chair all day? Would you do all of that to work as hard as you could to put yourself out of a job and out of a career? Well, of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. The war on poverty is not supposed to solve poverty because it, poverty because it makes money from poverty. Now, in the free market, you are paid for solutions, right? Not, not for problems. You are paid for solutions. Now, of course, you need to have a problem, and then there's a solution. I get all of that. And, of course, there are free market companies that if you have diabetes, let's say you have the genetic kind or whatever, or even if you have the, the, um, the lifestyle kind, they will still work to sell you um, your insulin and so on. And, and I, they'll help you manage it. They'll get pinprick stuff. I get all of that, right? But in general, socialism profits from problems, not solutions, because it's taxpayer money. It's not the free market. There's not choice. Right? I mean, what possible incentive would you have to donate money to a charity that said, hey, man, you know, this, this is our plan. Okay. We got a new approach to pro- poverty, man. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give $70,000 a year U.S. to a woman who has two children and no father around, no provider. You'd say, what are you, what? That's your plan? You're going to give $70,000 a year to a woman who has two kids and no father for them? That's not going to help in terms of poverty. It's going to make it worse. It's like saying, well, we've got this great plan, you see, to stabilize the family, to make sure that couples stay together, they work through their issues, they don't do that five-year looking back, grass wasn't greener, regret, rearview mirror, view of their past life choices, wishing they'd never got divorced. You say, hey, what are we going to do? What we're going to do is we're going to make divorce no, no, divorce, no fault, no fault at all. Don't have to have a reason. You can just tear it up, doesn't matter, right? And, and, we are going to... Allow the woman to take half the man's stuff. And if in California he's been married to her for 10 years, he's got to pay her bills for the rest of her natural life. So he has to keep paying for her, which is kind of the contract of marriage if your wife stays home, but she doesn't have to have any sex for him, she doesn't have to clean for him, doesn't have to cook for him, doesn't have to run the household, doesn't have to do any of that stuff. So we'll keep the marital obligations from the man to the woman, but we won't keep any marital obligations from the woman to the man. Because, you know, we love, as a government, we love putting money into the hands of the ladies because they just go out and spend it on everything (laughs) that they can lay their hands on, it seems, sometimes. And that's how we're going to stabilize marriage, you see. Well, it wouldn't stabilize marriage, of course, and it hasn't, right? So, yeah, so then people say, ah, yes, but these these military industrial complex companies, the Boeings and the Lockheed Martins, and they're private profits, and, and that's capitalism. It's like, no, it's not. It's not capitalism because they're not paid for in the free market. They're paid for by the government. Hundreds of billions of dollars a year dumped into the laps of these corporate oligarchs by the state. That has nothing to do with the free market. 
And the government doesn't even usually tax that money. It prints it or borrows it. It's not the free market. You say, but that's not socialism. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, no, but it's private profits. Come on. First of all, there are private profit, profits in socialism all the time. Did you not see the wonderful, I think they were called Dachas, D-A-C-H-A-S. I know it's not Dachas. It's a totally different place. These Dachas that they had on the Black Sea, what was it? They, they had these amazing cottages, like multi-level beautiful cottages, the, the senior apparatchiks of the Soviet political system, the communist system, they had incredible profits. My God, <laughs> you know, they, they made a fortune. Of course there are profits in, in socialism. But socialism is state control of the means of production. And if you're dumping hundreds of billions of dollars into a particular industry, creating that industry, calling the shots, telling people what you want, you are, as the government, controlling the means of production because those means of production would not exist without you and you tell the corporate owners exactly what they are going to be building for you. You are, as the state, controlling the means of production. It's not part of the free market at all, which is why It makes profits from problems, not solutions. See, the solution to war is the end of the war. That's the solution to the war. Hopefully winning it, but that's the end of the war is the solution. And when you have wars, like the one in Afghanistan, now going into its 19th year, the longest war that America's ever been involved in, we understand that as long as the blood keeps flowing, the money keeps flowing, the purpose of the war is profit for non-free market, anti-free market, institutions, the state in terms of power and the corporations in terms of profit. The purpose of the war is money and control. It is not victory. A free market military solution would be the shortest path to the most effective victory, which would be targeting the leaders of the opposition. So, Thank you for listening to that. And by the way, welcome. We've had, I think, the most people we've ever had here. I appreciate you coming by. And let's talk. What do you want to chat about, my friends? Is it this topic? Is it another topic? I am your hand puppet of feedback. I am entirely at your disposal if there is anything that I can yeah, people say F Iran, flatten it ASAP. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a very good plan. What do you think about the political situation in Germany? Um, well, it's, it's terrible. It, I mean, you've got Angela Merkel saying, well, we have to destroy free speech in order to maintain your freedoms. Which is East German Orwell-style double think if ever I've heard it. And it's absolutely catastrophic and disastrous. I mean, did you see the New Year's, was it New Year's Eve? I think it was celebrations in Germany where you've got all these migrants uh, coming in, these refugees and shooting off guns in the, in the middle and, and people are terrified to go out at night and uh, it is absolutely catastrophic. All right. When you talk about alcoholism, you asked if we were interested in the content. The majority said, yes, I've been waiting. Yes, I'm sorry. I, um, uh, I had the topic of alcoholism suggested to me by a listener. I said to the listener, I'm really jammed at the moment. Is there a chance that you could put together a presentation with sources that I could then 
read or, or do, right? And, and this has been, I haven't, listen, I have not created all of my own presentations for the last 15 years. I've done the majority of them, but some of them I have not done. And uh, I do rely, well, I had a producer, of course, for five years, and he did some of the presentations, quite a few. And I've had a couple of presentations that listeners have come up with, and, you know, I sit down, I go over it with them, and we check the sources and all of that, and um, then I will record and, and make sure that they verify what I say. So I did want to do and do want to do something on alcoholism, but unfortunately, it's just a huge waste of time because uh, the person wanted to do it, said they wanted to do it. I said, go ahead. They said, sure. And I haven't heard from them since. So I'm afraid I can't really <laughs> do much about that other than if you're really super interested in it, which I think you are, it sounds like you are, then I would be happy to um, just do it anyway. Just do it on, on my own. But uh, these are, you know, it's kind of tough. These are, because YouTube views are down, you know, about 80 to 90%. And, you know, you, you go and search for my presentation on the fall of Rome and you, you can't find it. You can't find it. So with these kinds of things, um, it's a little tough to put more time and energy into longer presentations when uh, the views are down. Then it's more tempting to do shorter rants and so on. So, all right, let's see here. Uh, what do I think of the danger of Iran developing nuclear weapons? Well, it's funny because America says, well, boy, it's just terrible if you have nuclear weapons. But then if you look at the way in which they deal with nuclear powers as opposed to non-nuclear powers, that is the major incentive for developing nuclear weapons is how America and the West, but let's just talk about America for the moment. So if you don't have nuclear weapons... Right? I mean, if you're Saddam Hussein, right? I mean, how, how did you know Saddam Hussein didn't have nuclear weapons or weapons of mass destruction because America was willing to invade? If you look at how they dealt with nuclear powers like the Soviet Union versus how they deal with non-nuclear powers like Muammar Gaddafi of Libya, like Saddam Hussein of Iraq and other countries around the world versus how they deal with, say, North Korea, it's very, very different, right? One is, yeah, some threats, but diplomacy and negotiation, and the other is, you were just vaporized, man. Well, of course they want nukes, because if they get nukes, America will negotiate with them, and if they don't have nukes, America might try to destroy them. So, um, st stop, <laughs> right? Stop, stop threatening all these countries, destroying all these countries without nukes, and lo and behold, you will actually lower the desire of people to get nukes so will you move to the usa it's yeah, i like america a lot as as you know um that 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 first amendment man <laughs> it's a pretty big deal but it's a uh it's a, a hell and a half of paperwork so we'll see who do you think the first indictment will be must wake the masses quick what do you think about america's socialist weapon manufacturers well here's the thing I've known quite a lot of military people in my day, and while some of them are sociopathic jerks, some of them are good, well-intentioned people, often they're broken by the uselessness of what goes on in the military. I try not to judge individuals when the system's incentives are so terrible. So it's easy to say, and listen, I have. I mean, I've done it even in this broadcast. It's easy to say, oh, they're just, you know, monsters and vampires and this and that and the other, and 
Okay, the effect of that for sure is the case, but when the incentives are so skewed, sorry, one sec. When the incentives are so skewed, it's hard to judge people's individual behavior. So can you get mad at women who have two kids and no dad when they get $70,000 of free stuff from the government every year? You can, I guess, say it's not ideal, and it's not, but the incentives are so skewed that they get so screwed, right? I try not to say about factory workers in the Soviet Union in the 1950s, oh, they're so lazy. It's like, no, the incentives are just so messed up. So I, I philosophically, the important thing is to work on the incentive system, not to necessarily condemn each individual. And I do not have as much patience as I would like. I'm working on it. I'm working because, you know, it is really, um, it is really tough even to blame all of the, you know, what was it, 33% of millennials or whatever have a positive view of communism and so on, but they've been so indoctrinated, so indoctrinated. All right. Let's see here. Bless you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, Steph, how do I become an alpha male like yourself? <laughs> it's funny. I don't really think of myself as an alpha male, but uh, I, I appreciate the thought. If, if that's a compliment, maybe, maybe it is. Um, so I'll tell you why I, I take this approach and why, why I think it's valuable and all of that, right? When I was growing up, I couldn't exist, really. I, I couldn't I couldn't exist. I, I didn't have corporeal form. I was like a, a ghost in waiting because I couldn't tell the truth. You know, I was caned in, in boarding school, I was beaten at home uh, and so on. So I couldn't I couldn't just speak. I couldn't just say what I thought. I couldn't just exist and manifest through language because if you're lying, Fundamentally, that's an act of cowardice, right? It's not an act of cowardice when you're a child and you're being beaten, right? And I've said, as I've said before, like my mother beat me so badly, like banging my head against a heavy door when I was like three or four years old that I really, I mean, it was like I, I could have just died. Like, I mean, a brain damage or like I really had to succumb because at least until I got into my teenage strength and so on. So I had to just kind of go underground. Dostoevsky style and just self-erase. And to me, if you want to talk about alpha, what does it mean to be alpha? Well, what it means to be alpha is don't die before your turn. Don't die before your turn. You'll have plenty of time to not speak your mind when you're dead. An eternity, in fact. To me, a day where I can't tell the truth is like a day back to my childhood in terms of reverse or fast-forwarding to my grave. You know, there's an old postcard for embittered writers that says, so I haven't written much lately. So what? Neither has Shakespeare. Like, yeah, well, Shakespeare hasn't written much lately because he's been dead for hundreds of years. So... Don't die before your time. I think what happens is when we get older, we recognize that keeping quiet doesn't add any 
years to our life, and it sure as hell doesn't keep us safe. And to me, the beta, like if you think of the beta, and I'm, I'm sorry if it's a pre- prejudicial term, so, but if you think of the beta, to take the standard parlance, the beta, or, or sometimes called the pussy beggar, it's like, well, he can't just be honest. With He's got to be manipulative. He's got to praise women, and he's got to, I'm a feminist, or like, uh, even though 75% of women wouldn't date a feminist, they say, a man who was a feminist. But you 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 beg, you manipulate, you you don't feel that you can manifest yourself to the point where people would choose you for who you actually are. You have to be something else. You have to be someone else. You have to fake it. Fake it till you make out, right? It's, a, it's an act of self-contempt in the way that a woman dangling sexual access before a man to get his interest is also acting out of self-contempt. I can't be interesting enough, therefore I must be me plus manipulation, me plus tits or whatever it is, right? So... The alpha is tell the truth and shame the devil. If people get upset, they get upset. But you don't make people upset your own personal God to the point where you can't tell the truth. Not telling the truth is an act of self-erasure. It's a form of living death. Lying, manipulating, out of fear. is saying to hell with life. I'm dead already. All right. What are your thoughts about taking short clips from your videos that might be valuable and accessible? Would you prefer people to run that past me? No, just take short clips. That's fine. And uh, uh, enjoy it. Take it. Put it on your channels. I don't mind that at all. Uh, legally, of course, you have the right because it's it's um, uh, fair use. Fair use and all that, right? Okay. Uh, what's your average LSAT score? I don't know what that means. Uh Do you like to go target shooting? Yes. Also, when you are Russian for a drink, there's no time for Stalin. Okay, whatever, right? I don't know what that means. Um, let's see here. Couple more, couple more questions, if that's all right. Patience is a virtue. Uh, Stefan, you're the man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm just a man, not the man, right? What lessons do you believe future generations will learn from the present-day world? Oh, yeah, don't let the crazies take over. Oh, yeah, uh, that's the big lesson. The big lesson is we got intimidated into shutting the hell up, and then we lost everything. That's, that's the lesson of the modern world. We got bullied into shutting the hell up, and then we lost everything. And you just don't let the bullies shut you up. Just don't let the bullies shut you up. So somebody says, when I was a child, my mom forced me to stand in front of the mirror and ask me why I was being an a-hole like my dad when I had tantrums. Ah, nothing like repressed memories. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for that. Uh, let's see here. If, uh, let's see here. You should watch my video on Gwyneth Paltrow, by the way. <laughs> Steph, do you want me to take you camping into Algonquin Park? <laughs> no. <laughs> camping is like that old Steve Martin thing, you know? Like, uh, like they see it's getting older. It's like you've got a car door, possibilities, a closed door, and somebody says, hey, let's go camping. <laughs> Sorry, we're closed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go camping. Listen, I, I lived for a year and a half off and on in the woods when I was gold panning and prospecting. I've... I've uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I've done that. Somebody says, can we get out of fractional reserve banking without a hitch? First of all, I don't think Christopher Hitchens... Okay, so no, no, uh, you know, it's like socialism. You can vote your way in, but you've got to fight like hell to get out. Would draft equality change the likelihood for war? Yes, yes, it would. There was a really funny series of posts on Twitter, very revealing, very... And I did search for these. There was lots and lots. Of, I couldn't even count how many. And it was all these women... Who had they had posted pictures of like 1950s housewives, right? 1950s housewives who were baking and cooking and all of that. And they would say, The role I want to get into, if it turns out that equality means women get drafted, right? They want to go back in the kitchen, they want to raise your kids, they want to have nothing to do with war. And it was very, uh, very powerful. Very powerful. Steph, in your professional opinion, what should Trump's next move be in regards to Iran? Well, I don't have a professional opinion. Uh, I can just tell you what I think. The, um, the next move, I just I had a debate with this about a guy today. I haven't released the show yet. You don't judge proposed actions based upon consequences, but on morality. America is in Iraq illegally. I mean, the international war crime of aggression, the invasion of Iraq. So how do you, if, you, if you're occupying someone's house illegally, if you're a squatter, what do you do? You, you get out. Now, if it was a private company, they'd be sued for reparations, which would break, break the bank of, of any planet, let alone America. But so you can't, give reparations without further injustice because then you're taxing the unborn to pay for wars they never voted on. But you leave the region, for heaven's sakes. You, you, you recognize the basic facts. Look up average IQ in countries. Recognize what's possible. Be a great example. Be a great example. I'm going to tell you an old story. This is an old story. It's old even for this show. <laughs> I haven't sold it in years. This is a story I read when I was a kid, and it really changed me, really changed me. It just shows you these little things that you can read that really change you. The wind and the sun are having a debate about who's more powerful. They're having an argument. It gets pretty feisty. And they see a man. He's walking down the road in the open, and he's got a cloak around him. And the wind says, I am so much stronger than you, it's ridiculous. Look, I'm going to get that guy's cloak. I'm going to snatch it right off his back. So the wind dives down like an albatross and starts swirling and ripping and tearing around that man, trying to tear the cloak off his body. And what does the man do? He grabs the cloak with both hands. He hunches over. He hangs onto it. Because he knows if he loses the cloak and it's that windy, he might freeze to death. He's hanging on to it literally for dear life. And of course, the, the wind tries to get its fingers in and pull it, pry, pull it up, rip that cloak off his back. The guy just hangs on tighter, curls himself into a ball, goes under a bush. Because he knows if he loses the cloak, he's going to die. Or could. Eventually, 
abstractly sweaty, <laughs> DeWin stops. He says, man, I, that guy's not giving up his cloak, man. Whew. <laughs> well, the good news is you can't get it either. And the sun says, watch me. And the sun, because the wind is exhausted now, the air is still. And the sun inhales and starts dropping heat onto the whole landscape. And it gets warmer and it gets warmer and it gets warmer and the air is perfectly still. And every time the man inhales, his lungs feel hotter and hotter and he starts to sweat and he stands up from under the bush. He says, man, I am sweltering out here. He looks up at the sun, which, you know, when it's really hot, it seems several times its normal size. Like something out of Paris, Texas movie. And, of course, you know the end of the story, right? The end of the story is the man says, it's way too hot for this cloak, man. I'm taking this cloak off. Forget, forget this, man. And he just takes the cloak off, puts it under his arm, and continues his walk, right? Now, that's an example of soft power. The hard power is the wind trying to rip the cloak from the man's back. The soft power is have nothing to do with the cloak. Just make a condition under which the man wants to take off his cloak. If you try and rip the cloak off the man's back, his incentive is to hold onto it tighter. If you create an environment where the cloak becomes against his interests, he'll take it off of his own accord. You want to change the world? You don't try and rip things out of people's hands. You don't try and bomb them into civilization. You don't try and bully and cancel them into seeing things your way. You just become an example. You know, you go to a store, they have these diet books, right? Diet books all over the place. And what do they have? Well, they have skinny guys, men, women, fit men and women on the cover of these books. And you look at those Men and women, if you're overweight, or you look at them and you say, that's aspirational. That's aspirational. That's what I want. That's what I want. You don't have people coming over to your house and punching the cheesecake out of your face, (laughs) slapping the hoagie out of your hands, right? Because that would just make you angry and resentful and resistant and oppositional. You know, if we if we want people to be like the West, we need to be the sun, not the wind. We need to have such great countries that people view what we have as aspirational. You go and kill a couple hundred thousand Iraqis, it's not very fucking aspirational. Well, it is aspirational just in death to America <laughs> sense, right? We've got to have great countries. We've got to have free countries. We've got to have smaller governments. Ideally, we have no governments. We've got to have... Something where people look and say, we're giving up our cloak of our own accord. But that's harder to do. It's a lot easier to nag than it is to grow. And that's the problem. All right. Let's see here. Let's do one or two more. What's the Enlightenment a good thing? Hmm. Voltaire's Bastards was a book I read when I was much younger. And... uh, It's an interesting question. I will think about that. I'm not going to make much of a... I'm not going to give much of an answer at this point because it's a big, complicated thing and I should probably have a couple of notes or two. 
do you think there's any real chance for Europe not to be subsumed by this migration, so on, blah, 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 right? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think that there is uh, there is going to be a lot of conflict in, in America coming up. Stefan, have you ever thought about writing a fiction book that exemplifies some of your philosophical ideas? I have, and I would like to, and I have actually in the past. I've got a novel called The God of Atheists. I've got another novel called Almost. I've got another novel called Just Poor. I've got another novel called Revolutions. I did all these novels in my 20s and early 30s. And um, I was actually thinking of of reading one of them as an audiobook because I really do like these, right? In your mind, Stefan, what are practical sequential steps to a free, moral, anarcho-capitalist society? Uh, peaceful parenting is the best answer that I have at the moment. And before I understood demographic change, I thought we had more time. But nonetheless, peaceful parenting is the best way to implement free a free society in your own life. But I mean, you can't be free in a state of society, but you can be as free as possible in your own life. And hopefully that is aspirational for you. Stefan, what is your opinion on getting tattoos? It's a terrible idea. And I'm very sorry for people who did in youthful haste and perhaps not overthinking the consequences got tattoos. I have known, uh, you know, I was in theater school. There was a guy there just getting tattoos removed and God, it was painful for him and and very unpleasant and all that. Uh, I think it's a very bad idea. You're beautiful just as you are. It is uh, people who get tattoos um, have more mental health issues. They have more addiction issues. They have more promiscuity issues. So generally, and there's exceptions, of course, but in general, it is uh, an advertisement for dysfunction. And uh, it will generally keep, I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean, can you imagine if I had like lots of tattoos? I don't think I, my wife would have given me the time of day. And uh, I can't see what uh, what's worth it. Like, what's the upside? What's the upside? Uh, let's see here. Steph, thoughts on the Covington Kids settlement with fake news CNN? Oh, it's glorious. God love that brave kid. 17 now, right? So I called it, I uh, give myself a little pat on the back. I called it like um, a, uh, a year ago. You can look at my old stuff from about a year ago. So for those who don't know, uh, he sued CNN. For, I think it was $175 million, and they just settled. Now, what did he get? Well, Mike Cernovich has estimated, you know, half a million, maybe a million. I've seen 25 million floating around. I don't think that's true. I think they would have fought much more for that or against that. But uh, CNN really doesn't want discovery. They don't want people lifting the lid on how they make their decisions and what their vetting process is. So I think it's uh, glorious because CNN, like most of the mainstream media, is absolutely terrible. Like absolutely monstrously dysfunctional and messy and unpleasant and destructive and and manipulative and misleading and and i mean it it's just it's populated with people who are full of um well let's just say full of an agenda let's be as you know, <laughs> let's try and live up to my new year's resolution it, it's full of people who have a particular agenda and they don't well not only do they not care whose lives they destroy i think they kind of get get off on it a little bit right so there's, there's a problem. Like, so if you have a multiracial, multicultural society that's philosophical, well, then how do you resolve your differences? Well, you resolve your differences the way that scientists do, or at least used to, who had different ethnicities and different sexes and, and different races and so on. You just 
scientific method. You've got an objective way to resolve disputes within and between ethnic groups. Now, we don't have, we're in a post or anti-rational society, so how do we resolve disputes between different races? Well, it's the WPL principle. It's the WPL principle. So in any, and we know all of this deep down, right? In any conflict between, in general, between a white person and a non-white person, WPL, white person loses. That, that's how it has to be. In, in order for this multiracial society to work at all, at least for the time being, we can't reason with each other because the Marxists have destroyed reason to save Marxism. So how do you resolve conflicts? Well, when you have a sort of fresh-faced white kid going up against this native, and especially because the the, the white kid has the, the MAGA hat on, well, white kid has to be destroyed because white people in conflict with non-whites, well, the white people in general have to be the ones who who lose. Sofia Vergara plays this Colombian woman in a television show called Modern Family, which I watched some years ago, a couple of couple of episodes. And in it, there was this, um, I don't know what his name is, but he's some overweight gay guy. He plays an overweight gay guy. And he says something that's upsetting to the Colombian girl. And she just gives him that, you know, that stare. And he's like, like he has to kind of back down and and he has to apologize and he kind of has to grovel and so on. And you see this a million times, right? Like the white person says something mildly offensive uh, and then... um, or could be construed as mildly offensive, and the non-white people get upset, and the white person has to back down. So that's that was just a big, you know, hey, man, this is what we'll do to a 16-year-old kid who, you know, doesn't fo- follow the narrative and is in conflict with the non-white. I mean, pfft. So I think it's a huge blow to CNN for anybody with half a brain, right? Because anytime they start making assertions, people can just say, yeah, but you guys settled. You, you, you settled with the Covington. If you were in the right, you'd have fought it tooth and nail, right? You settled. And that's just one. He's, I think he's suing a whole bunch of, of news outlets. So, yeah, it is, uh, it, is, uh, it is an important thing here. All right. Will you debate E. Michael Jones? I don't, I think I've seen him once. I don't know much about him, and I'm afraid I don't really know um, much. Uh, let's see here. Opinion on veganism. I'm, don't think it's morally necessary. I, I think if people want to do it, I have no particular issue with it. It's not something I really care about. Stefan, will you make another appearance on Joe, on Joe Rogan? Yeah, come on. We were on a couple of times and Joe was pretty friendly. And then he wasn't because Anna Kasparian told him not to be. So, yeah, strong, strong guy, real alpha, real alpha. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, I noticed that your hairline is receding at an alarming rate. Have <laughs> you ever considered Rogaine? Uh, no, uh, no, uh, of course not. I mean, but isn't it Rogaine? Does it does it cause sterility or infertility or something? No, thanks. I, I don't care about big balls. It's actually really kind of nice for me. It's very very efficient, right? Can you have sticks ha- sticks on more? Uh, that sticks hex and hammer six six six. Yes. Do you read the Donalds at Reddit? I haven't for a while, but I have in the past. Uh, and let's see here. Black, uh, black Israelites was the real story. Well, yes, of course, right? So the black Israelites were the ones abusing, verbally abusing the Covington kids. And then uh, I think a member of that organization was involved in something pretty terrible. And um, yeah, of course, uh, they, don't, uh, they don't follow any of that kind of stuff, all right? Anything like that. 
Thoughts on porn ban discussion. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, so this is a discussion that's going on around freedom of speech and should pornography be banned or should it be limited uh, in terms of age verification and so on. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I was reading about the, the age at which some kids are getting into pornography and I just, I think it's just wretched for young people these days. I think it was like 11 years old or maybe even 10 or something like that. And it's just like that is not... Uh, that is not good. That is not good. And, of course, it has a lot to do with the latchkey kids and single parenting and working moms and all this kind of stuff and working dads as well, I guess. But it is, um, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's absolutely wretched. And, I mean, it has to do with parental controls and parental conversations and, and limiting access to this kind of stuff. As far as the ban goes, kids are so technologically savvy these days that I think it would be kind of tough to to ban but um it is it is kind of a plague on on society in, in many ways right uh let's see here uh, anti-semitism i mean yeah I, th- I of course i think you should be able to criticize judaism without being called some sort of rank anti-semite and, and i think that's uh i mean that's i mean it's kind of a cliche these days right Let's see. Any thoughts on Canada post-election? I mean, uh, it's uh, it's being a uh, it's being swamped. It's being swamped by immigration. So let's see here. Uh, would you talk with Victor Davis Hanson about Western civilization and its future, including constant war? I actually did try to get in touch with him when I was out in California, but uh, he said he doesn't do that many interviews anymore. I don't know if he's just being polite or whatever it is. Right? Have you thought of making a documentary like Cernovich did, hoaxed? Uh, I've done three documentaries in just over a year. Uh, they're pretty tiring, so um, you can check those out. You can go to freedomain.com forward slash documentaries about uh, uh, all of that. Cheers from Poland, Steph. All the best for you and your family. Thank you, uh, Anna. That's very, very kind. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, and all my very best to you again. Uh, somebody says, I'm joining the U.S. Air Force. I need a job and free education. Son of a single mom. Thoughts, Stefan? Uh, that's interesting because you are, I mean, you're certainly giving up your freedom when you join the military. I mean, not just in the immediate moment, but down the road as well, because you can be called back up. And, and, uh, so you are kind of destabilizing your life. I mean, it's funny because I didn't particularly like going to boarding school, but given that I grew up with a single motherhood, being exposed to a patriarchy, so to speak, like an all male school with, Male teachers, I think we had one female teacher, um, music teacher, cliche enough, uh, and a male headmaster and so on. I think he was the guy who came to me. I can't remember particularly, but it actually, I think, had some real benefit to be around uh, a more masculine environment. So I can certainly understand that situation. But um, if I were you, I would go for something entrepreneurial instead so you could uh, uh, join forces with somebody who's more entrepreneurial if that's not your particular thing but uh, go do something entrepreneurial you'll learn a lot more about life i think that way than you will the the other way so uh, somebody said you skipped my question about donating to free domain did you ditch paypal paypal and i have parted ways and if you could please my friends go to freedomain.com forward slash donate freedomain.com forward slash donate i would really really appreciate it so 
uh, that would be that would be great. Uh, let's see here. Tell a joke. Uh, you will. I will occasionally put jokes on on my Twitter account. So let's see here. We need to ban porn all over the place. Huh? Uh, thoughts on Owen Benjamin? Um, I actually did watch something that he put out, which was, um, I don't know if it was a snippet or something, but he put out this this bit about um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and when he was back, way back, he was on some sitcom. I don't know it. I never watched it, but which sounds kind of elitist. It's not. I, I don't mind sitcoms, but um, Owen Benjamin had a snippet where he was talking about Leonardo DiCaprio's childhood and the kind of people who were around him in Hollywood. And uh, it was, you know, it was passionately and powerfully and positively done. And um, so, but that's like the only thing I've seen from Owen in probably a year or two. So Um, let's see here. (laughs) I'm not going to do your exam question for you on Aristotle. Sorry, you're going to have to come up with your own thoughts, right? All right, let's see here. How do you break bad habits? Well, that's interesting. You know, I used to chew my thumb for years and really had to to fight it. And do you know when I was able to stop chewing my thumb with no effort whatsoever? When I was 16 years old and I slept under the roof of the house of my father for the first time in many years when I went to visit him in Africa. And... I didn't have to work at it. And how do you break bad habits? You've got to figure out what's at the root of those habits. And I'm not perfect at this, but I'm, I don't really think I have. I may bite my nails a bit, but I don't really have any particularly bad habits. But um, the habits that I did break, I had to sort of dig down to figure out the root of what was going on, um, what the habit was, uh, why, why the repetition compulsion was, was there. So uh you got just got to dig deep therapy journaling analyze your dreams just dig deep and try and figure out what's going on at the base because you can't just white knuckle yourself out of these habits you have to figure out what they're serving for you all of that kind of stuff all right oh let's see here uh somebody says i agree iq plays a role in explaining dis- uh, disparities between groups do you think sometimes you focus too much on it though thomas soul gives many explanations for disparities without citing iq uh, yes, I understand that he has, but um, the the science has developed. Listen, I I'm com- I'm bored and burnt out of the topic. And if you've been following me on Twitter or you've watched me uh, on on YouTube, I haven't really talked about it much. It came up here uh, briefly. I'm you know I've been doing the topic. I think I started in 2012, and you know that's like seven years ago or whatever. And it's just it's uh, you know, but but unfortunately, until other people start carrying the water people got a drink right so um that would be it would be great if other people would bring it up so uh any thoughts on if potus will pardon flynn after the government recommended prison today yeah yeah what do they suggest zero to six months right um well i don't know if but he certainly should he certainly should you know there was something that somebody said uh, on on twitter they said um you know, there's all this trust the plan stuff that comes out of there. Oh, it's coming. You know, there's all these indictments are coming and Barr's working on this and Trump's planning that. And well, the left don't need like the Democrats don't need this trust the plan stuff because they just take their political enemies and destroy them and, and throw them in jail and bankrupt them and all that. Right. So this trust the plan stuff, uh, of course, I think that uh, I'm not an expert on this and I don't know the details, but uh, I, I could certainly see a strong case being made for pardoning Flynn and uh, like that. 
Steph, help. I don't like Queen. <laughs> well, there is no help for you. I'm sorry. That's the one place in which there is no, there is no hate. How about Ricky Gervais's hosting work? It cut pretty deep. Yeah, listen, I mean, it was, it was okay. Uh, it was a good ad for his show, and I did actually watch a couple of minutes of it, but by God, it was ever nihilistic and depressing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so he hosted the Golden Globes, and he cut the um, the pampered elites quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it was fun. And he's um, a semi-crazed labor supporter. So, you know, when he's up there saying, you have no right to tell the average American how to live and what to do, it's like, yeah, because Ricky Gervais would really like the government with its guns to tell you what to do. So I don't really, uh, uh, I don't really see a lot of that stuff. That was great. Steph, what do you think about Tony Robbins? I uh, I like Tony Robbins in a lot of ways. I mean, he's a big guy. It's a good-looking guy. He's a hard-working guy. I mean, he he does speeches to the point where his voice gives out. You know, he can barely croak. And so I think he's done some good work. Uh, he's I don't he's not a moralist and so on, but I think he does help people to. Um, kind of get get to some of the root of their issues and it's very very fast the way he works so yeah it's not too bad what's your favorite meal to have for dinner with your family oh let me just tell you this man let me just tell you this so today i went to exercise i normally exercise at home but just this particular reason i I exercised outside of home and my gosh did i have a hankering for pizza Oh, you know when you have that thing, I don't know why it comes in particular like the only the only thing that will fill my shape perfectly is a nice slice of pizza. And uh I went out with my family and we we picked up some pizza and uh, I live with with two ladies who disassemble just about everything they eat. It's like you can't just eat it, you got to disassemble it. Uh like you're trying to open up a frog and find the source of its soul. And um man, that that pizza I'm a big fan of Pizza Hut. I'll be straight up. I don't get any <laughs> money for saying that. But even though I worked at Pizza Hut uh, as a teenager for a couple of years as a waiter and ate a lot of it, it is, for me, hands down, just about the best pizza. I love that crust. It's just the right amount of crunchiness and oiliness and so on. And um, it's generous and deep and all this, like this flat stuff, the pizza pizza stuff, not so much for me. The Pizza Hut stuff, I don't eat it too often. But man, alive, I had that and a bottle of water uh, sitting down, a little takeaway, and tonight, and we were chatting about stuff, and it was a great meal, and I was just like, at the end of it, I was like, that was like one of the best before and after things I've ever had with a meal. So it's just <laughs> kind of funny. I wouldn't tell that story otherwise, but that's the way it is. All right. Do one more. Pizza cake confirmed. <laughs> it's funny. I've never tried the stuffed crust. Take three weeks off from a food type or source and your gut biome will not crave it. Yeah. I don't know. Why is Ghislaine Maxwell still a free person? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, but that's, I think, because um, uh, may, may, maybe she's the uh, dead man switch. I don't know. Uh Name the Jew. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I've had some criticisms of uh, Judaism. I mean, that's not the end of the world. And I think people have seen see that on my uh, on my Twitter and all of that. So as a Connecticut resident, Pizza Hut is not real pizza. All right. Favorite movie is Room with a View. Maybe second would be Fight Club. I know it's a bit of a stretch. 
let's see. Can you do more of the untruth about Stefan Molyneux videos? Important to fight back against the critics. Um, yes. Yeah, what is it with the libertarians? Uh, and I actually was thinking of doing an entire show where just libertarians should call in and tell me how and why they think that I've missed the boat with regards to libertarianism. So um, do you think that would be worthwhile? I'd like to hear the criticisms that libertarians have uh, against me, and um, I would uh, like to uh, know. And, and I was, yeah, I was thinking about this. It might be something fun to do on the weekend to just, you know, hey, all the libertarians who think that I've cucked or sold out or, or, or I'm now some terrible guy or whatever, just, you know, call in and <laughs> let me know uh, so that you can um, hear me about all of that kind of stuff. Um, somebody says, I really love your honest analysis of what's going on. I've caught so much flack from other libertarians because I told them a strategic strike was the right response to being directly attacked. Oh. Thoughts on Western separation, Steph? Yeah, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger. Um, what is it uh, Justin Trudeau said in a interview years ago? He said, Canada belongs to Quebec. And of course, Quebec has all of these, oh, well, we've got to have a values test for the immigrants and we've got to limit our immigrants and so on. And it's like, can a career as a civil servant be considered virtuous? Yes, if it's something that would occur also in the free market and uh, also um, it's not going to make you too happy, I think. Uh, and then you've got to work with other people who really like to... Uh, really like to work for the government and that's not a great people to it's not a great group of people to um to hang out with the court has adjourned indefinitely concerning the nixium case and xivm really i didn't know that i have uh hey stefan do you speak french uh a little bit restaurant french for the most part but i'm not very competent in french at all uh what do you think about interracial marriage if you love each other, then get married. But I think for people who have interracial relationships, if you're going to have kids, I think you need to be aware that you have to pay extra special care and attention to some of the potential mental health problems that some uh, interracial kids are going to have. Slightly higher, I think, than average. So I would say that um, that would be the case. Would you eat lunch alone with a woman who is not your wife? I don't I don't think I would, in fact. I don't think I would. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I well, I don't know. I mean when Lauren Southern and I were touring, I don't think we ever ate together because my wife came along and all of that. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, fortunately it's not a thing that like I'm not getting like, hey man, come to uh <laughs> come come have lunch with me. It's not like this huge thing that I have to uh, have to deal with. Do you have a small penis? No, it's just cold. No. <laughs> Shrinkage. What is that? Uh, let's see here. Do you think war with Iran is a possibility or is the media escalating the situation? Yes, the media is escalating the situation because it's going to harm Trump and it's going to kill off Christians. And uh, I do not think that war with Iran is a real possibility um, at all. Can you expand upon the mental illness regarding interracial marriage? Well, it's not the interracial marriage. It's the kids. The kids who are neither one race nor the other, who are mixed-race kids. Uh, you can just do a search for you know mixed-race, uh, mental health, and so on, and you can look that up for yourself. Uh, so, right. <laughs> no, I'm not answering that one. <laughs> 
Did you watch The Irishman, Steph? Uh, I have not watched The Irishman. Um, I uh, I don't really care about mafia stuff anymore. I think I was watching Casino. Was it in the movie Casino? I was watching in the theater when they put a guy's head in a vice and crushed it until his eyes half popped out. And I got up and I thought, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not paying for this. And I got up and I walked out of the movie and I don't think I've seen a mafia movie since. So I have not watched The Irishman. <sighs> Let's see here. Steph, would a taxless society make tax elsewhere implicitly voluntary, voluntary since you have not moved to that free society? May you tell me where that free society is and did you hear about the Australian fires? Yes, I did hear about the Australian fires. And what is it? Is it two dozen or 200 people who've been arrested for setting those fires? And I'm going to tell you my prediction. They're either rabid climate activists or they're, uh, uh, you know, white-hating immigrants who are setting the fires for destructive purposes. I mean, I don't know if you remember. I think this was back in 2017. ISIS called upon their supporters to start fires, destructive fires in Europe and in America, and of course, I would assume that includes uh, Australia. So, yeah, I would assume that uh, it's, again, either extremists uh, or it could be that the government is very bad at managing fire risks. They don't do the clear burning that reduces the risk of fires and so on. And so, yeah, it would be very interesting. Now, the fact is a couple of people got arrested. I think two dozen people got arrested. I looked through the newspaper article, no pictures, no names, and you know what that means. All right. Let's do the last. Yeah, Trump tweeted he will make a statement tomorrow about Iran. Um, all right. Donald says, growing up mixed race was, is hard. Yes, I think that's, uh, I think that's true, and I, I have sympathy for that. Uh, but I think it's good to know what the sort of situation is so that you don't feel just kind of crazy like, uh, or, or unstable or unhappy uh, to whatever degree that you do, and I hope it's not much. But at least you know that it's not... Uh, um, just you, right? That there are some situations. Mixed race can't get bone marrow transplants. Well, they can, but it's it's tricky, right? Hey, Steph, what advice can you give programmers who want to start their own business? Uh, I, you know, again, if I were starting out from scratch, boy, there'd be times where I thought I'd have to. Uh, I would suggest uh, learn, learn mobile apps. Just create a little game uh, and and just start to get yourself going that way, and uh, then make an app for me. All right. How probability war, very low probability. I think that there's going to be a lot of symbolic stuff going back and forth, but I do not think that's going to happen. How do we take political bow power back from women? Um, I don't think you can. I do think that, uh, I mean, even if you tried to do something like uh, pass an amendment that says you have to be a net taxpayer in order to um, vote, um, I, I think that, unfortunately, we're just going to have to go through the ringer. We're just going to have to run out of money. Let's see here. Can isolation be a gift? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I, Boy, there's nothing that's as isolating as being in bad company. So uh, I much prefer, when I was younger, I, would, I much preferred being alone to being in bad, in bad company, right? Do you prep food for your family? Now, do you mean prepare food or prepper food? I guess the answer is yes to both. All right. Uh, I've learned so much from you, Stefan. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. What was the last great movie you saw in the theater? Ooh, I go and see a lot of movies that aren't great because, you know, for you guys, I take the bullet. Great movie I saw in the theater. Maybe the first Lion King? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. All right.
Should Americans focus on welfare reform since the wall isn't happening? Um, but the wall is happening a little bit here and there. Um, and uh, yeah, doesn't do any harm. Certainly have those conversations. What do you think of Hans Hermann Hoppe? Well, uh, I think his Democracy the God that Failed is very interesting. I think that his arguments for the uh, fact that um, monarchies are better at managing countries long-term than democracies is very interesting. His argumentation ethics, which I think overlaps a lot with Lou, um, with, um, oh man, I, I have a complete block on this guy's name, Lou Ro- uh, not Lou Rockwell, uh, Murray Rothbard. God, I can't get this right. Uh, I think argumentation hath, has a bit of overlap with um, Murray Rothbard's ethics and so on. Uh, and uh, as far as I understand it, he's a bit of an ethno-nationalist and pro-spanking. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag. Uh, are your nipples inverted? Uh, unless I just took two arrows to the chest that I didn't know about? No. Did you like the movie Midnight Cowboy? God, no, it was repulsive. Um, is Tom, Ham- Tom Hanks highly suspicious? Mm, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. All right. Um, what's your view on psychedelic substances like ayahuasca or DMT? Not, uh, uh, not, um, not, not a fan. Not a fan. Do you sense Christianity resurrecting in the West? I would leave that up to the Christians, but uh, it certainly would be better than a lot of the um, nihilism and emptiness that is currently plaguing the um, the youth. The youth is just mess, messy. Do you think there is life elsewhere in the universe? Absolutely, completely, and totally, there is life elsewhere in the universe. You've got 100 billion galaxies with 100 billion suns. There's no question that there are other planets in the Goldilocks zone that have developed life. The idea that, of course, the universe is, what, 14 billion years old? The idea that life, you know, there's this whole Star Trek thing where everyone's at a similar level of development, you know, the Klingons, the Romulans, the humans, and so on. But, um, you know, just think a 500-year difference is almost incomprehensible. And 14 billion years, there's almost no chance that any life is anywhere close to our own level. And so there's not going to be any egalitarianism out there. I do have some sort of vague fantasy that at some point, the aliens who have developed the free market and therefore have cool spaceships um, come and save us from governments. But, you know, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> not holding my breath. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joker. Ah, uh, you know, Joker, I mean, it was a pretty good movie in a lot of ways, but uh, by God, it was nihilistic without a solution, right? So let's see here is kevin spacey connected to deep state players i don't know but i sure i'm glad i'm not testifying against him all right freaky friday haha right right okay i hope your shoulder's better i had a hard day my head hurts a little i need to take some cpd oil i hit my head with my own basketball oh man i'm sorry about that uh so yeah it's um it's not bad it's not bad. Um, it just was a bang, and it's just a bruise, a bruise where the, the, the sort of skin and muscle hit the bone. Uh, it's not soft tissue damage. It's nothing to do with tendons, which I have very, very fragile tendons, apparently. Steph, what do you think of the concept that the best government system is a good king, wise king, philosopher king? It's probably better than democracy in some ways, but um, there is regression to the mean, so the son of the philosopher king probably ain't going to be the philosopher king. So... Uh, what was your favorite city you've ever visited? Well, London of my youth was pretty cool. I, I really liked Krakow uh, in, in Poland. And Hong Kong was fantastic. Please, please go watch this documentary. Defy the YouTube algorithms and watch this documentary. And um, 
Yeah, I, I would say th- those are some of the top ones for sure. And, and well, Toronto when I was younger was pretty cool as well. No more wars for Israel, someone says. Yeah, I know that that's a very common belief that's out there. It's a very common belief that's out there. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenging perspective. It's a challenging perspective. All right. Source Lake says, thank you for the bomb in the brain. Thankfully, my sister was able to watch it before having her child. Seriously, thank you. Okay, so bomb in the brain uh, is one of the greatest series I've done, and, and uh, you should check that out. All right. If you'd be a character out of The Lion King, who would you be? And who would Iran be? <laughs> I don't know, but I'd like to be, I'd like to have Elton John's singing voice for a day. That'd be pretty nice. I'm a white man. I'm only attracted to Asian women. White women aren't attracted because of their behavior. Thoughts? Well, you're putting all white women in one big blob. You might want to widen your spectrum a little bit and to be all of that, so. All right. Have you already commented about the recent evacuation of the White House? Do I li- um, I don't know anything about that. Do you like wrestling? Uh, no. No, I, uh, I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that people do. I know it's enormously popular. Uh, but, um, no, I don't, uh, I don't like wrestling. I think it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty trashy. Uh, do some more with Tom Woods. Love you two together. Always entertaining and valuable. I will pass that along. Both Polish and Hong Kong docs are excellent. Don't forget fdrurl.com forward slash CA forward slash CA. I'm not saying it's where Tucker Carlson got the idea. But I'm not not saying that either. Thoughts on Electoral College? Well, it's absolutely necessary, and it was a deal that the smaller states got to join the union, so yes, uh, that's fine. Stefan, is there anything to fix the Western dating scene where women demand a guy way above their status? Ah, it's a very, 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 very important question. Um, Women can get a guy to sleep with them who would never ask them to marry him, right? So a woman can, you know, we're guys, we understand, right? So a woman can offer up sex and the man will say yes to sex, but he doesn't want her to be his girlfriend and he doesn't want her to be his wife. Now, when you basically had no sex before marriage, the man wouldn't be able to sort of fling his penis around in the low rent uh, available hoochie district and he'd have to sort of save himself a marriage, at least in general. And so women, because they can get a top tier guy to sleep with them then think that they can get a top tier guy to be their boyfriend and unfortunately it's not the case and it's a lot of humiliation to get there right what is the perfect date with you and your wife um good theater dinner good theater and dancing at a jazz club would be very very nice what is your favorite video game um skyrim 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 and i'm looking forward to the new Doom. I haven't played a first-person shooter since the last Doom, which was a couple of years ago, and they are really, really kind of kind of fun. You know what it is? So first-person shooters, when they're really good, and they're tough because they always want to make them so complicated. That's what I like about the Doom series. It's just it moves, you shoot it. They erase you from yourself. There's a kind of zen to it because you're just focused on, you're like pure hunter-gatherer, right? Uh, combat defense guy, right? I don't like... Yeah, this is going to sound kind of silly, right? I don't like the the Call of Duty. I don't like the um, World War One stuff. I don't like the more real world kind of stuff. I don't know. It it's just it's become too realistic to me, and and it's kind of unpleasant. Um, but you know, demons and stuff is just kind of fun, right? So. Um, I do like first-person shooters, and um, I don't have time to get into the more complex games these days. 
and you know like there are really complex games that's out there my daughter and i have played a couple of the trine series which are fun where you get to switch between uh, a uh, a wizard and a thief and a fighter with a pot belly and, and those are kind of fun um we did play a little bit of that car soccer game rocket league but it either was too easy or too hard to play against the bots and we just kind of lost track of it but uh what else did we play uh pixel junk shooter i think was uh, one of them that was kind of fun all right anyway I read by 2050, Caucasians will be the minority in California. What is your opinion? I think it's probably going to be sooner than that. And my opinion is that, uh, well, demography is destiny. All right. What if the good, wise philosopher king is eternal? Yeah, yeah, okay. I try to. (laughs) What is your favorite musician? Uh, uh, Freddie Mercury, singer for Queen, and a good pianist, and a okay guitarist. All right. Ah, let's see. What kind of shaving cream do you use? I try to avoid shaving because I've got pretty sensitive skin. I get a lot of little cuts, so I, I try to use a machine. Are you a serial killer? <laughs> no, but I can down a bowl of cornflakes like you wouldn't believe. All right. Uh, you should strengthen your tendons. Yeah, I've been working out for like 35 years. All right, so. Uh, could you talk war? Yeah, just go back to the beginning and, uh, <laughs> and all of that, so. Uh, let's see here. Does your daughter find her peers to be odd and confused? It'll be interesting to hear about the parenting journey when you have something to say on it. Oh, I have something to say on it. Well, I mean, our friends are peaceful parents, right? I mean, so no, not really. Uh, right. Hi, Stefan. Have you found any anomaly in your research for single moms? I'm Hispanic, single, no welfare system, high IQ children. Well, fantastic. I mean, it's perfectly within the realm and statistics and probability. And I think that's, that's wonderful. So... Yes, absolutely. You can be a single mom. You can be super smart. You can be Hispanic. You can be super smart. You can be black. You can be super smart. I mean, and and of course, if you're super smart or high IQ, you're probably going to not be on the welfare state and all of that. And um, so, yeah, good for you. And and it's, you know, welcome to the community. And I'm glad that you're here and all of that kind of stuff. So, all right. Uh, Thoughts on Joe Rogan? Eh, I don't really think about Joe Rogan. I know you guys think about him. I don't really think about him. I mean, he married a single mom and seemed to cuck out to Anarchist Barry and it just, you know, anyway. I think he's he's um, he's a funny guy, without a doubt. His comedy is, is good, but uh, he just, to me, is kind of in a bit of a limited box and, and all of that, and so. All right. Favorite crypto, Bitcoin. Um, Do you agree that RuneScape is a good game to teach discipline and delayed gratification? I don't know because I've not... Uh, I have not played RuneScape. I would love for you to chat to Mark Passio regarding natural law. Yeah, send him my emails. That would be uh, the, uh, suggestions and so on. That would be uh, that would be great. Uh, did you ever feel the need to apologize for being an insanely good-looking white man? Well, that's very kind. Um, no. No, but I'll tell you this. I, and another short story I read, can't remember who wrote it, but uh, it was about a guy... Uh, who had to trade in his good looks for maturity and and so on, and he gave up on all these good looks. And I, you know, I look back at going bald as a very (laughs) positive thing in my life because it got me out of being sort of an empty player and all that. Uh, Thoughts on Sam Harris? Kind of repetitive, kind of boring. You kind of know what he's going to say before he says it. And that monotone, you know? I'm always, I'm a little... This is just a pure prejudice of mine, so I'm just, you know, be, be flat up honest with you. The people who have that kind of, they don't seem to have that joy in their life. They don't seem to have, like, 
effervescence, if that makes any sense. Uh, they don't seem to have um, ebullience. They don't have the bubbling up. They don't have joy in their life. And listen, I mean, I carry a lot of burdens. I have a lot of knowledge. There's things I'm concerned about in the world and all of that. And the people who don't have joy kind of concern me. People who can't like, I mean, I, I did, uh, well, fake today, like I did a show on, and I just did a real belly laugh at the beginning. And the people who don't have joy concern me because the purpose of life is happiness and joy is a, a real geyser of, of happiness. And I do have concern with people who don't seem to have joy. And that's a, that's a shame. Uh, what do I think of Noam Chomsky? Well, it doesn't seem to have a lot of joy. Uh, let's see here. Have you ever watched Sticks, Hacks, and Hammer 666? Yes, I have. It's been a while, though. It's been a while. Uh, have you had an opportunity to listen to Sam Harris's criticisms of Donald Trump? Yeah, didn't he do a show with Ben Shapiro and so on? Yeah, I, I haven't dug into it. I uh, haven't dug into it. Don't you think you blame the state for everything? Nonsense. I blame women, too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, somebody's going to take that. Oh, let's see. Steph, my girlfriend has had a series of miscarriage, including the removal of one tube, which nearly cost her life. Should we keep trying or take it as a signal from nature that it's not meant to be? Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah, no, I can't give you that. I mean, it's a medical question, not a philosophical question. Whatever you can do to have a kid, I think it's worth trying, but obviously not at the point of costing a life or anything like that, so. <sighs> Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson are both not good. Well, that's not really much of an argument. And there's a lot about Jordan Peterson I get a lot of enlightenment from. But uh, again, you know, I that, that joy, it, it could just be me, but I, it can, can you have a belly laugh? Can you love life? Can you enjoy your existence? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, a big, uh, it's a big question. Uh, I'm a male daycare worker. Help. Tried to do it out of meaning. Backfired. Where is the escape rope? Well, just quit if you don't like it. Best advice for someone with a high IQ avoiding analysis paralysis. Yeah, no, that's a big, because you can see so many different parts or so many different webs, right? That is a very, uh, a very big, a very big issue. And uh, I really uh, sympathize with that. You know, call in, send me an email, uh, call in operations at freedomainradio.com. And um, we'll, we'll talk about it because the fear of being wrong is much greater when you have a high IQ because you have a much greater capacity to be right. So, all right. Steph, should I shave my head to look more like you? I'm 20. Oh, <laughs> please don't look like me when you're 20. That's not good. That's not good at all. All right. I used to have joy back before I was 13, but everything I love was slowly and systematically destroyed. All the time. I'm really sorry to hear that, man, but don't let the bad people take your joy out of your life. Please, that's, that's surrendering to, to death before you even get there. Would you go on Eric and Brett Weinstein's podcasts? Well, I think that's similar to the question of what if the philosopher king lived forever. I don't think that's at all within the realm of, uh, of possibility. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's a shame. Uh, do I think that Ben Shapiro is a neocon shill? Uh, the word shill is kind of like grifter. It's a bit sort of overused. Um, I do not think that he is particularly consistent in his approach to foreign policy, let's say. Favorite novel? I mean, it's a toss-up, really, and it kind of changes. I just finished Crime and Punishment again for like the third time. Love that. Um, 
the Fountainhead is is fantastic. Uh, I really liked the um, a Turgenev novel, Fathers and Sons, was really good. I actually adapted that to a play and and produced and directed it. And well, the novel E.M. Foster novel, Room of the View, was very good. Although his other novels were were not not good. That I didn't like that at all. All right. I believe in no government. Sure. What do you think of Andrew Yang? Uh, he's a bit of a sleeper. I think he's going to do pretty well. He's he's pretty honest. Like, hey, man, just free shit. Vote for me for free shit. I'm just straight up bribing you for your vote. I mean, that's pretty pretty direct. Pretty honest. Advice for incels, involuntarily celibate. Um, uh, exercise, uh, grooming, get a nice haircut, lose weight. Um, either have a beard or don't have a beard, but don't have that weird Justin Trudeau mange stuff going on. And uh, get out there in the world, stop being afraid of people, and recognize that um, confidence matters, but not to the point where you become arrogant. Uh, talk to women and uh, be friendly and make sure that you surround yourself with supportive people. All right. Fountainhead versus Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Shrugged, of course, much better philosophically. Fountainhead is much more relatable on a personal level and certainly had a very strong effect on me because my opportunity to become Peter Keating with that neurotic single mother was pretty damn high. So what do you think of the Pope slapping an Adora? Don't really care. I mean, look, everybody can have their bad days. And the idea that that's the biggest issue with the Pope who loves migrants and climate change is not really the question. Most enlightening nonfiction you've ever read? Oh, boy, that's a hell of a big list. Um, certainly when I was younger, The Psychology of Self-Esteem by Dr. Nathaniel Brandom was a pretty key book for me. Economics in One Lesson, Henry Hazlitt, very good. Just about anything by Murray Rothbard. A lot of the Ayn Rand stuff, the nonfiction is very good. Uh, Capitalism, The Unknown Ideal, The Romantic Manifesto, all very good. Introduction to a Objectivist Epistemology is a, a bit of a battle, but but well worth it. And um, I even uh, quite liked uh, Ominous Parallels by Leonard Peikoff. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh... how do I increase my IQ? Uh, I don't think you can, but you can increase your wisdom, which is more important. And for that, you listen to this show. All right. Should public nudity be legal? Uh, I'm not a big one in the laws, but uh, I don't think that uh, children should have twigs and berries hanging in their faces myself. So. Advice of fathers with estranged children. Well, it depends. If it was your fault, apologize and try to make amends as much as possible. And um, if it's your wife who estranged them for you, then apologize for marrying that. Is Taylor Swift a mannequin? You know, it kind of seems that way a little bit sometimes, right? Does <laughs> seem a little bit that way sometimes. Uh, Steph, do you ever worry about someone cracking your head with a spoon and dipping their toast in the yolk? Uh, I didn't, but funnily enough, now I kind of do. <laughs> so, all right. Um, would you consider joining the Proud Boys? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not much of a joiner that way. Uh, let's see here. Um, Stefan, is Stephanie a good female name and why shouldn't I name my daughter Stephanie in your honor? But there's no reason why you shouldn't. Um, I think it's, yeah, Stephanie is a, is a fine name. It's a fine name. Ah, Steph, should I consider going back to a woman I love who left me in a rough time of my life or should I tell her to F off? Well, if you're telling, if you're thinking of telling her to F off, I don't think you should go back to her. And usually, listen, if you've dated at all, 
more than a couple of girls. At some point, you've you've done the the boomerang, right? Where you go back. You could also call it the reach around through time, but you you go back to some woman you pine for, and then you know within a couple of days or a week at most, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's why we broke up. Yeah, that's why we broke up. All right. Do you think that the Patriot missile defense system is a failure overall? It didn't protect the Saudis a few months ago. It seemed it didn't protect the base I was stationed at, al-Assad. Yeah, well, you're trying to hit a bullet with a bullet. I mean, of course, it's a failure in terms of protecting people, but it's not a failure in terms of making billions and billions of dollars for corporate executives. That's, that's all kinds of great stuff, right? How do I tell my friend who likes another friend of mine that he wouldn't be interested because she slept with too many guys. Oh, well, that's easy. So what you do is um, you say, would you like a hot dog, right? And then he's like, yeah, I'd love a hot dog, right? And you take the hot dog, you throw it down a hallway, and you say, well, that's what you're facing. All right. You guys are too much fun, but I think that I would like to. Let's see here. Can we? Okay, I don't know the answer to that one. Thoughts of that gay Trump supporter? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. How many states have you been to? Boy, I went to a lot of states when I was uh, traveling for business. I'd like to go to a lot of states, but public speaking is kind of hazardous and all that. Um, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I'd have to sort of sit down and count it back, uh, probably 20 or 30. Um, or even Alaska. Stefan, take my money and buy cars. I don't care. You deserve it more than I. Nah, I'm a, not a big one for buying cars, but I appreciate that. Freedomain.com forward slash donate. I would really, really like to, uh, well, I want to do some more documentaries in there. Pricey. All right. Are you going to watch Peter Joseph's Inter-Reflections inter that's coming out soon? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm really, uh, really not. Uh, Steph, upload more videos where you debate people who you disagree with. Those are more fun than chats with people who you align with. It's, it's, it's tough finding good debate partners about subjects I want to debate. So people are saying, well, debate Christians. It's like, but I'm much more in alignment with Christians than I used to be. So why would I want to oppose people I largely agree with in, in many ways, right? So, uh, and, and people who are like, you know, hard left. Like, I'd, I, I would be interested in debating with an intelligent communist. I would be interested in debating with an intelligent socialist and so on, Um. They're hard, you know, if you know them, send them my way and so on. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll get them before they read Wikipedia. Who knows, right? Uh, what is a good book to start a journey into philosophy? Well, it's called Essential Philosophy, and you can get it at EssentialPhilosophy.com. What is your opinion on Freddie Mercury's family, religion, slash philosophy? You mean Zoroastrianism? I don't really know much about it. Uh, my understanding is that there's good and there's evil, and man decides the balance and all that, but uh, I don't really know enough about it. Favorite documentary, hoaxedmovie.com. I'll debate you about the best band in history. Well, that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. All right. You only debate people who you think you can beat. Oh, so boring. Such a boring criticism. Oh, just dull. Debate sticks on occultism. That's interesting. Maybe. 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 What is the point of this insane chat? It's upsetting reading most of this. Waste of time. Well, you know, <laughs> it's democracy, man. All right. How do you overcome the guilt of making money? Uh, <laughs> part ways with PayPal? I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, if you've earned it, honestly, it's a mark of value. You can do good things with it, right? Do you have a dog? I don't. I don't. Um, I, I, tra- I, well, I travel a lot, uh, and um, pets are, are really, really tough. Uh, really tough if you, if you travel a lot. Are you a cat person or a dog person? I like cats for home and dogs for out, so I like those a lot. Stefan, would you ever consider an open relationship with your wife if she, <laughs> if she asked you? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? First of all, she'd never ask me. And secondly, absolutely not. In no way, shape, or form. All right. Oh, Sla- Slavoj Zizek is a smart commie. He debated Jordan Peterson. Debate him on communism. I will make a note of that. Thank you very much. I will give that a shot. I will give that a shot. All right. Okay. Okay. You guys are too much fun. Uh, Pink Floyd is also fantastic. Also fantastic. All right. Best advice for daughters? I hope your mom chose a good dad. All right. Is the second U.S. Civil War inevitable? Well, there's no peaceful way out of it, but hopefully that can be uh, minimized and all of that. Where do you rank Led Zeppelin? Good musicians, good singer, deeply evil kind of music. Uh, there's, there always has, and this is even when I was a little kid, like I remember hearing Led Zeppelin, and it just gave me this deep Balrog-style shiver of just there's something really dark and ugly deep down in that music. And, um, I'm, you know, there's some more obvious stuff, uh, Black Dog, Dazed and Confused, Babe, I'm Going to Leave You, and stuff like that. Like there's this demonic, wraith-like screaming and that that slow methodical satan step bass and uh, yeah there's something really dark about that band and this is before i knew all of the nasty stuff that some of them had been up to like really really nasty stuff that uh, some of them in uh up to so uh thoughts on black reparations no no reparations would be uh would be tough live chat a dnd session you know i actually thought of that that uh, that would be kind of interesting, a D&D session. Here's the problem, though. It's been so long since they've played by formal rules that I would really have to study to get back up on the rules. And um, that would be, I'm not sure, a very productive uh, use of my time. But yeah, that would, uh, that would, be, that would, be, uh, that would be funny. All right. Uh, when did you become batshit crazy? <laughs> well, those who could not hear the music thought those who were dancing were crazy. Do you love David Bowie? Yeah, David Bowie is also another, um, I mean, very talented musician, uh, not a super great singer in my view, but, I mean, you just listen to the outtakes or the the vocals only of... under pressure to hear the difference between Bowie and somebody like Freddie Mercury. But Bowie is a little creepy and pretty dark in a lot of ways as well, as well. So that's... uh, there was this kind of disassembly of reason that went on in the 70s and 80s, and he was definitely a part of that. All right. Do a debate on what is evil. Are you good at Scrabble? I'm pretty good at Scrabble. Uh, my wife's better at Scrabble than I am, but I'm pretty good at it. All right. Is UPB Essential Philosophy written to be accessible to Christians? I would uh, start with essential philosophy. I think that's good. I think that's good. Just play AD&D, advanced D&D. Do you tape your webcam? I do tape my webcam. What is your favorite car truck? I I test drove an Audi many years ago, which I really liked, but uh, it had a combo of um, stick shift and uh, automatic, but I don't really uh, I don't really care. 
about uh, cars. I'm sorry. Just I just need to get from A to B. I've never been much of a car guy. Do- Bowie does have some great songs, without a question, without a, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, how can the free market save us from Wikipedia? Well, see, but Wikipedia, because there's so much power the state has, it's worth slandering people on Wikipedia. So, you should listen to Frank Zappa's music and interviews. Very intelligent man, yes, but also very dark, very dark music, very um, undermining stuff. Do you like Beethoven's piano sonatas? Oh, well, yeah, who doesn't? I mean, it's lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Do you follow the stock market? In general, yes. In general, yes. Would you ever play classic World of Warcraft? I don't think so. Again, it's one of these things that takes so long to learn the rules. I just I don't really have that kind of time. If you could debate any living person, who would you choose? Plato. Plato, without a doubt. Oh, living person? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I completely misread. I got so excited by the answer. <laughs> that. Um, uh, if I could debate any living person, who would you choose? Oh, boy. Um, I guess, I mean, a really prominent socialist would be, would be fun to debate. Yeah, yeah, that would, be, that would be fun to debate. Do you see World War III happening soon? Uh, no. No, but I mean, once you get nukes, then the rulers themselves are at risk of war, and therefore they can finally, suddenly find ways to find alternatives to war. Ever listen to the Moody Blues? Yes, uh, Nights in White Satin is a good song. And uh, the rain is on the roof, how many high in butterflies. Um, the chord or whatever it is that uh, was sent to me by a girl who was wooing me when I was working up north, and it was really uh, it's a good song. It's a good song. All right, all right. Any living person, <laughs> Jeff Epstein. <laughs> That's good. Thoughts on stopping high school bullying? Yes, it's called homeschooling. Uh, love you, Stefan. What's the most important thing to know about homeschooling? Um, homeschooling is largely in the conversation and not so much in the workbooks. Um, whoa. Let's see here. My girlfriend likes hard sex and being hit in bed. Is this a red flag? <laughs> yes, it really kind of is. It is a red flag because one day she's going to change her mind and you're going to go to jail for assault. So, Michael Moore? Yeah, I don't know. What's your opinion on Tulsi Gabbard? Um, kind of scary because she's pretty and has a military history and sounds all kinds of reasonable. I watched one of her Hawaii uh, promos and there's a lot of vanity there and... Um, I mean, kind of a traditional, more of a traditional lefty in terms of we want income redistribution and we don't like those those icky wars and all of that. So um, she seems to me a bit of a lightweight, but because of the, the looks and the charisma and the military history, she has all of that, right? Uh, Steph, if Trump invited you to the White House, would you go? <laughs> well, things that aren't going to happen 101. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, not that it would ever happen, but, uh, thoughts on Kurt Cobain. Pretty nasty guy. Yeah, pretty nasty guy. Like most addicts, right? A pretty nasty guy. So I think his first sexual encounter was with a mentally retarded girl. And, uh, he and, uh, what was his girlfriend? Uh, as far as I remember watching in some documentary, they, they threatened a journalist and like, yeah, pretty, a pretty nasty guy. And, um, I mean, there's a big problem with uh, fame, it's addiction and all that. So, yeah, it's a big, it's a big mess. 
Ah, right. So let's see here. Yeah, yeah. We're good rhetorician. I don't do, do Thai questions. All right. Are people who just keep repeating stuff, like I'm just going to ignore it, just just so you know, just so you know. Uh, thoughts on Peter Slalala? Don't know. Thoughts on Iron Maiden? I don't really know much about it. Do you play any instruments? I played violin for about 10 years when I was younger. Have you ever eaten a reptile? No, I don't believe I have ever eaten uh, a reptile. Should IQ test be primary used in all at school? Uh, yeah, I think I, an IQ test would be very, very helpful for sure. Uh, thoughts on Joseph Goebbels? Nasty guy. I mean, just a, one of the nastiest guys in history. All right. God would win a philosophy debate. Well, yeah, well, absolutely. Because if I met God, I would... <laughs> right? Thoughts on thoughts. Yeah, it's pretty nasty that men don't have access to that tit-for-tat economy. Uh, and so it's pretty pretty bad. Throw away account says, don't ignore me, Stefan. All right, I guess I've, <laughs> I guess I've solved that uh, one in particular. If there was a button to end the government today, would you press it? Um, with both hands and both feet. All right. Who is the greatest philosopher? I plead the fifth. Do you play chess? Uh, I do. I do. I, I didn't play chess for a while because I had a friend of mine who was really, really good at chess. And once I beat him, it became tougher to... Uh... Have you ever sung in a barbershop quartet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I was in a choir uh, as a kid and, uh, you know, we did a lot of singing in uh, theater school and all of that, so... Answer my question and I'll stop spamming it. <laughs> I don't think you understood what I was saying before. Favorite YouTuber? Well, me, of course, right? But uh, I don't really have much time to watch other people's stuff. Like, I'm sorry because I'm spending all this time on. You know why? Because we've had the most views on this dude. How long have I been going for? Oh, my gosh. Almost two hours. Ah! <laughs> That's too much fun. All right. Thoughts on video game addiction? Uh, it's a big problem. A big problem. And, you know, you can um, you can burn up. A lot of years thinking you're achieving something and so on, right? The video games are to achievement as masturbation is to sex, you know? Just doesn't actually get you achievement or, or kids. Fake boobs or real boobs? Well, I mean, unless it's reconstruction, fake boobs have always struck me as particularly repulsive. Do you lift weights? I certainly, certainly do. Thoughts on the greater phenomenon? Yeah, well, using children to sell communism is an age-old tactic and nothing has particularly uh, changed. Do you believe that California is deliberately destroying? Sorry, kind of went. No, I think I lost that one. I can't find it again. Sorry. Do you think who you will hit one million subs this year? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. That YouTube's not going to let me hit a million subs. They got to send me a plaque. There's no way. What are your thoughts on the spoony one, Mister Clank? Uh, I always want to feed him a meal and uh, give him a haircut, but he's, I like him. I like him. Ah, thoughts on forgiveness. If it's earned, pay it. If it's not earned, don't pay it. Okay, pay what you owe and don't pay what you don't owe. Do you think California is deliberately destroying the state to spread leftism to surrounding states? Uh, could be, but I think it's just the... Um, uh, I think it's just the way that the logic plays out. Once you break property rights and start redistributing income, then it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Owen Benjamin streams every day for two hours. Is that right? Wow. That's a, that's a lot. He, isn't he a dad? Anyway, <laughs> could be wrong. Should teachers have guns? Uh, there shouldn't be teachers, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, right? He's homeschool or whatever, right? Do you like Alan Watts? Don't really know enough about him. Uh, a couple of people have sent me his clips over the years, and it's, you know, 
it just strikes me as deepities. Next documentary project. Um, I think I want to do something pretty, like history of philosophy in the source places would be great. What are my thoughts on AI? It's not as dangerous as people think. Can you cover the Balfour Declaration and its impact on the modern Middle East? Well, it's big, and maybe one day I'll get around to it. If you debated her, if you debated Ayn Rand, what would you debate her on? Oh, I would, um, I would debate her on stateless society. Uh, I wouldn't really debate her on parenting because she didn't have much to say about it. Um, are you going to see 1917 when it comes out? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Thoughts on Persians? I like the Persian civilization. There's a lot of positive stuff in it. Uh, they didn't make it all the way through to the free market and so on and free speech and all that, but, you know, that's quite a bit to um, to ask for. And um, I like the Persian culture quite a bit. Is having a stepfather better than no father at all? Depends on the stepfather. certainly could be. It certainly could be for sure. What's your take on South Africa? And do you think Africa should be a megastate? Well, South Africa is, you know, whites are going to become a minority and they're going to do very badly over the next little while. Thoughts on how you resemble Max Headroom? But, 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 don't have any. Uh, right. Thoughts on some whites in the U.S. wanting segregation back? It's just another government program and, uh, I don't know, not uh, not many. All right. Have you talked to Lauren Southern lately? Uh, you know, I really don't want to discuss personal relationships on the show, but uh, all right. How do we go back in time and stuff? <laughs> That's very interesting. Would you join Tom Woods and Dave Smith on the Contra Cruise? Well, I, I, I suppose I'd have to be invited and then we'd see. <laughs> all right. I, sh I should probably stop. I should probably stop. All right. Oh, I made it to two hours. Wow. Yeah, we hit over yeah over 3K. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Well, listen, I, I, I really appreciate you guys uh, dropping by tonight, 11 o'clock. That was, that's fun, man. It really does fly, and you guys are really the best. Freedomain.com forward slash donate, and uh, have yourself an absolutely wonderful um, uh, evening. And um, I've got, yeah, i got a couple of shows coming out. Don't forget, uh, if you are on Subscribestar and you sign up, you get uh, bonus shows, you get early shows and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's really, really good stuff. I hope that you will. Uh, I hope that you will check it out. Uh, so, this is uh, Stefan Molyneux on YouTube. And um, thanks a lot for dropping by. It was a great pleasure to chat with you guys. You really are the greatest audience in the known universe. And have yourself a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, let's do this again soon. And you know, I'll, I'll float the idea about having libertarians come by and chew me a new one. I think that would be fun. And um, Lots of love from us here, well, from me here, up here in Canada. I'll talk to you guys soon.